This is New York Game Day, presented by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Slowman's low prices, zero sacrifices. For a hundred years, Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today. All right, hour two, New York Game Day, brought to you by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus for schedules fares. Go to CoachUSA.com, download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. And of course, Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the program. Mike, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? I'm sure Armani's just doing backflips about his uh, Michigan Wolverines. Absolutely. I, I was a little, you know, 26 to 26 to zero. I, I could have done a few with a few more points, but the zero, I, I like our defense. <laughs> How could you not? It was very interesting uh, in regard to Iowa. Um, you could have wagered that Iowa would not score a touchdown at plus money prior to the game. I want to say it was like plus 150. So I threw I, I threw a few bucks on that. So obviously, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'd say breakfast on me, but obviously the three of us are in three different locations. So the hell with that. Nonetheless, it was... It was <laughs> I could make it right over it was, there for, for a nice breakfast over there. No, <laughs> no question. I'm in Weehawken here actually, in Hoboken. We could do it. I actually have a lot of leftovers from my tree decorating party last night. Uh, but nonetheless, really quick, before we dive into some more NFL talk, Mike, since you mentioned it, so Michigan, obviously, this is what we're anticipating. We'll find out more today when the, when the college football committee decides what they're going to do. Uh, but the uh, January 8th National Championship is going to take place in Houston. Uh, January 1st, we've got the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, anticipating Michigan to be the one in Texas after a beatdown against Oklahoma State to be the four. Ooh, I like it. And then in the Rose Bowl uh, on uh, January 1st, Washington, who beat Oregon yeah. against Florida State with a third-string quarterback. I lost my butt financially. I had Louisville on the money line. Did not think that a third-string quarterback for Florida State was going to be able to seal the deal, but sure enough, they did. So, Mike, your thoughts on do you feel that this will be the four? Do you think Georgia and Alabama are out? So, you know, what's really interesting, this is a great debate. I'm so glad you brought it up, Anita. Um, Bill Hancock, who's the executive director of the CFP, you know, kind of met with reporters earlier in the week. I think he gave some hints when he said it's not the teams are, are most deserving, it's the best team. So, like, to me, what is the question? If the question is who are the four best teams, clearly – if you ask Michigan or Washington who would they rather play, of course they'd rather play Florida State than to play Texas or Alabama. That's really, really clear. Now, if you say who's most deserving, you have to put Florida State. They're undefeated, Power 5 school, beat uh, two SEC schools. So to me, um, I just want to know what the question is. So if we want the four best teams, you could actually put Georgia into that argument. But I'm a, I'm assuming that Alabama – and Texas are in, and Florida State will be out. Oh wow! Wow. So you think Florida State is going to get going undefeated, Power defying five. all yeah. odds, coming in with a third string quarterback, um, who, by the way, had only been on the Tallahassee campus for eleven months, also had a wrist injury, and spent the majority of his time on the scout team. Came in, and granted, I mean, they ran the ball. They played excellent defense. It's not like he put this team on his shoulder pads and did much. 
listen, Washington goes up against Florida State. I, I think it's a beatdown. I think that game is going to be a wash. Uh, would it be a better matchup against Alabama or Georgia? Absolutely. Wow. But man, so, the the fallout if Florida State does not get in, I, I think is going to be pretty pretty tremendous. Don't you? I think it'd yep. be a I think it'd be a, a it'd be tremendous for the SEC to have no representatives in the college football playoffs, the final four. I, I think it'd be great because there's been so many years where they got too many teams in, and this year I think Georgia's probably the best team, but they lost. I think Alabama. Um, beat Georgia, but yet in a head-to-head competition, they lost to Texas. So if any SEC team gets in, it should be Georgia, in my opinion, because they split. I don't care that one team won in the play in the playoffs or not. Um, I just feel that it would be great for the Pac-12 to get a representative in in their in their in their swan song season, and. Um, you can't take Florida. You can't take it away from Washington. You can't take it away from Florida. Uh, from Florida State. You can't take it away from Michigan. So, you're talking about one team, and I feel like that team has to be Texas. Mike. Yeah. Uh, look, I I don't think you could take Georgia over Alabama. Like they just won, so I think that one's easy. Yeah. Again, to me, like <clears throat> if you look Alabama or Texas. Right. No, that's why I would take yeah. Texas and Alabama. Yeah. And, and and the reason I say that is, is for this reason, guys. Um, if you look at it through the lens of who would make a better game against Washington yeah. and Michigan, it becomes a really easy discussion. And, and Anita, your points are all incredibly valid. And um, look, let's face it, there's, excluding Georgia here for a second, there's legitimately five teams that have an argument for four spots. So who's ever going to be left out is going to be aggrieved. Um, and that's why... You know, I think next year, you know, no one's going to care if the 13th or 14th team is left out. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a very sensible change. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens today because you're talking about, you know, the absolute like blue chip programs, uh, you know, Alabama and Texas. And again, someone's going to be aggrieved. And, um, you know, Florida State d- does deserve a ton of credit based on everything you just said. Yeah. I think you again, can't, you, can't, you can't you can't overlook. The, the on-field success and how well Florida State's done, how well uh, Washington has done, and obviously how well Michigan has done. If you're undefeated, if you have a blank sheet uh, on, on the loss column, you've got to be rewarded for that. And, it, and so that's why I, I, I somehow think Florida State's going to get in there too. Uh, again, Mike Tannenbaum joining us here on the program. Mike, you haven't had an opportunity to talk about the fact that uh, you've got a Giants team. They are on a bye. Week 13, Amani and I are not loving it. Obviously, uh, you know, you want that bye to fall midway, you know, through the season, somewhere around week eight, week nine. This is pretty late for a bye week, but nonetheless. And on top of that, you've got Tommy Cutlets making appearances all over town and hundreds of people coming out to see him. Have you ever seen anything like this, Mike? Ha. No. <laughs> look, he's relatable, right? I mean, the the story is a good one. Um, and look, you know, if he can put a couple bucks in his pocket, like who who should begrudge him, right? So, um, I think it tells you how popular the sport is, how deep rooted the giant fan base is, and they're looking for anything to root for. And if that includes, you know, let's face it, a third string quarterback, like that's something. You know, that's where where football in New York is right now. I mean. He's probably the best story in the city of New York when you put the two teams together. 
Um, I, I actually, a, you know what, Anita? I have seen yeah. this before. Uh, Bobby Hoying. He was the the quarterback for Ohio State. He went down to Philadelphia. He got in for a couple games, and he did. He played very well for the for the Eagles. There was a whole bunch of people that had Hoying jerseys on and all this stuff. He came up to to the Meadowlands and we beat him, and that was the end of that story. But there are stories that happen like this, Not very few and far between, because Hoying was actual. Uh, a, a, I think he was a third round draft pick, but still. People gravitate towards backup quarterbacks. We all we all know that the backup quarterback is the most popular player on the team for fans because they always want to take the starter out. So yeah, it's happened before, but never never like this. I don't think where a guy that barely made the team now all of a sudden he's making waves on the actual. He's a fan. He's a fan yeah. favorite. And and if you guys do watch me on ESPN Bet, uh, I'm always wearing player T-shirts. Uh, I already ordered my uh, my Tommy Cutlet T-shirt, so I'm I'm going to be sporting that next week on ESPN for sure. Uh, the the only the only time that I remember this type of uh, fan base craze was Jeremy Lin. Yeah, remember Lin Sanity well, with Lin the Sanity. Knicks. Yeah, good right. Call. Yeah. Right. Like like, you know, this type of environment, it, it's really unbelievable. As for the Jets, they are in action today. They're taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Tim Boyle is going to get another start uh, real quick before we do a deep dive into that matchup. Mike, you know, we've been talking about the whole Aaron Rodgers thing back at practice today. And, and there's some talk and speculation that he's going to try to play this season. If he does, it won't be until mid to late December, possibly eyeing that Washington home game. I mean, listen, if you're the general manager of the Jets, knowing that there's a risk here of that tendon re-injuring it or stretching it out, there's no not a lot of elasticity in a tendon. Um, are you not pulling him aside and saying, hey, listen, we got a 1% chance of making it into the postseason. Like, let's shut it. Let's make sure let's make sure you're 100% before you start practicing again. What are you telling Aaron Rodgers right now, Mike? Yeah, basically that. And look, you know, this decision is going to resolve itself. Um, the Jets, you know, and I listened to you guys a little bit earlier, like the story of this Jets season really should be how disappointing the defense is. Like that, this is not – this is a good defense. That's all it is. It's not great. It's not dominant. It's not difference-making. And <clears throat> like today will be – we'll tell a really interesting tale. Basically, Atlanta has told you we're, we're going to run the ball. We're going to do it. You know, when we drive to the stadium, we're doing it in warm-ups. We're going to do it in the game. We're going to run the ball to Newark Airport when we leave. And it's going to be really interesting to see if this Jet defense can step up and stop the run today. But I don't see any upside whatsoever in Aaron Rodgers uh, coming back. Appreciate the effort uh, to get there. But imagine if he had any setback on the field. This is a guy that's 40 years old. This is an offensive line that if we're being generous, is middle of the pack and has struggled. Um, so why are we putting a quarterback out there in harm's way when all the medical information, all the data says, you know, the more time, the better? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. I just Maybe they're doing it just, uh, Mike, just to keep him mentally focused and maybe give the team a little bit of extra you know, boost, but – uh, and warm, keeping him warm, and getting him used to the, you know, the exercise of going to practice and not getting too far out of it. Because there's a whole culture of football that you have to kind of get back into. And, it, and I've been on IR, and you come back the next year, and it's a little, 
it, you realize how grueling it is and it can be. I know Aaron Rodgers has played a lot of years, but still there's always that, you know, getting in that groove, getting, you know, going to practice, getting the, getting your treatment schedules right, timing out things here in New York as opposed to in Green Bay in terms of getting to your treatments or, you know, getting dinner or whatever. Those are the types of things, getting your massages. Those are the types of things that players want, want the, the, why players want to stay because it's, you know, it's very, very comfortable. So maybe get back in that comfort zone. But that's the only reason why he's even practicing. I feel like it's a bad idea for him to do anything. And I think he should be just getting that thing right. Uh, you know what Mike Tannenbaum feels about this matchup. Tim Boyle back under center for the Jets. And of course, a, an Atlanta Falcons team. It's, it's a real bad division, but they're at the top of it. And so a lot of motivation for them right now and Arthur Smith to put their best foot forward to try to win and get in as the fourth seed in the NFC. So we'll dive into all that and we'll continue with your calls. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. It is New York Game Day around the league. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey right here on 98.7 ESPN. The game of the day, obviously, is the 49ers in Philadelphia taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we're going to dive into that in just a minute. Also, we're going to hear from Rich Samini coming your way in about the next five to ten minutes. Uh, but, Mike, uh, your thoughts in, in regard to this matchup with the Jets and the, Atlanta Fal- and the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons playing for a lot, like I said, still in the, in the mix, trying to win their division. Uh, meanwhile, the Jets just trying to stay above water. 
Yeah, uh, that's a really good way to sum it up. I mean, you look offensively, uh, either team is doing very well. Um, Atlanta's 25th in the league in offensive efficiency. The Jets are last. Um, Points scored, one's 22nd, one thirtieth. And defensively, this Atlanta team's probably a little bit better than uh, people in this area realize. Um, they, they've done a really good job this year. Jesse Bates um, could be in the defensive player of the year up front. You know, they don't have, like, one uh, dynamic pass rusher, but they do have a bunch of guys like David Onyemata. Uh, Arnold Ebiketti, by the way, has actually quietly had a good year with four and a half sacks. So, um, you know, look, we've talked about this Jet team now for the past month with Tim Boyle. Like, they're going to have to, at some point, make some plays in the passing game. And to me, um, what I'm fascinated about by this game is Arthur Smith has basically said, hey, we're taking the ball out of Desmond Ritter. We're going to give it to Bijan Robinson. But the Jets have really struggled uh, defending the run, which is a big surprise. Yeah, they have. And I, I was on ESPN Bet on uh, on Saturday because we didn't, we didn't have a show today. And my best bet for the weekend is Bijan Robinson over 58 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I think, you know, going up against the Jets, they're just a run funnel. And that's how teams beat them. So, uh, and, and one thing, listen... And, you know, you can attest to this, Mike, because I'm curious if this is the way that you handled rookies, especially rookie running backs. You know, Arthur Smith strategically handled Bijan. A lot of people went out and they drafted Bijan Robinson in the first round of their fantasy football drafts, but wasn't getting a lot of volume early. You know, I don't think people realize these young college players, they have a season of college football. Then they immediately go to a trainer and train and get ready for the combine. The combine is uber stressful. As soon as they're drafted, they then immediately move to that city that drafts them and then have to learn a playbook, attend all the OTAs, training camp. Then, of course, the season starts and it's just it's a full year. There's no there's no there's no off time for these young uh, college athletes who come in, especially those that are drafted in the first, second, third round. And so Arthur Smith has strategically just started him slow and started easily ramping up his volume. And I think it's been brilliant, especially if Atlanta does win their division, they get in as the fourth seed. Now you're going to have a more fresh Bijan Robinson uh, to help this offense win some games, right? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. And, and there's one other layer. I agree with everything you said. The other layer is understanding pass protections. And that's where rookies typically will struggle. Um, so it's very sensible, their approach. Uh, also, guys, like I said, the big game on the slate today is the 49ers in Philadelphia taking mm. on the Eagles. Everybody, including my mom, Mama Mimi, they're on the 49ers. And and I understand, right? Like extra rest, haven't played since Turkey Day, healthy, have been, you know, just uh, on, on a tear um, since their bye week and just destroying teams. But I, I like I just feel like and, and I get it, you know, the Eagles not as healthy. Um, their defense played 96 snaps against the Bills, all the things. I, I just it, this is still a really good Eagles team that some way, somehow finds ways to win. And the line has been unbelievable. The, the, the movement on the line, it opened up as the Eagles favored by one. Now it's the Eagles getting three at home. Uh, I, I just I think folks are, are are sleeping on the Eagles. I think this is going to be a much closer game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win. I think a lot of people will be surprised because everybody's on the 49ers. Mike, what say you? What, what, what's your feel on this matchup today? I, I like uh, San Francisco. One of the reasons is um, 
if you go back a couple of weeks, Philadelphia played a really difficult Monday night game on the road in Kansas City. And then last week, defensively, they had to defend the Bills for 92 plays. And next week, they have Dallas. So I, I think if you think about Valdez, Scantley holding on to that ball or Gabe Davis bending in, we may be talking about a two-game losing streak here for the Eagles. So this is a, a remarkable thing um, statistically. So each team has played 11 games so far this season, San Francisco and Philadelphia, and literally they have the exact number of points scored. Um, They both have um, 310 points, which is unbelievable through 11 games, exact same number. However, defensively, San Francisco has given up 170, Philadelphia 246. So that shows you, like to me, where the gap is in this game. And then when you factor in their schedule and how much they're worn down, I like San Francisco today. Amani? Yeah, I, I I like the Eagles because they're at home, one. Uh, and two, I just feel like this is a team that they didn't have a three-game losing streak. They didn't they didn't go through all those bumps and bruises that the, uh, that the Niners went through. This team finds a ways to win. The Niners on that three-game losing streak that nobody wants to talk about, they found ways to lose. They lost to Cleveland, and they lost to some close games, but still they lost and and on the road. So I feel like the Eagles are a better home team than the Niners are an away team. And I don't really like the rest, to be honest with you. Your body feels good, and you feel a little bit better, but the problem with that is your timing often gets up – gets gets uprooted and so if the eagles can come out and jump on them and get up a a little lead these two teams like mike said are so evenly matched you can't give away a quarter a series um, a couple snaps a couple plays you can't give anything away so my i think the advantage goes to the eagles one they're at home Two, they're in the rhythm of, and they've been playing against top flight competition every week. So the the Niners coming in, it's going to get them a little up because they beat them in the in the championship last year in the NFC. But they also have that continuity, and this is a team that's eleven and well, that's uh, ten and one, but they still don't believe they've played their best football, and that's a dangerous team with a team that's not looking at the scoreboard. And saying, oh, we're not looking at the record and saying, oh, we're good. They're like, man, we got to get better. A motivated team that executes at a high level for a long period of time. Man, these Eagles are a scary bunch of birds. I just want to throw this out really quick. I, I don't think uh, I haven't heard anyone outside of me, Mike, on ESPN talk about the schedule for the 49ers. OK, Steelers, Rams with no Cooper Cup, Giants, Cards with no Kyler Murray, the Bucks, Seattle with Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker injured. As Amani just pointed out, they lost to Cleveland, the Vikings, Cincinnati. You could say no Trent Williams and no Debo Samuel, but okay. Um, they held the, the Jags to three points, but let's keep in mind that was them coming off of a, a bye week. So they had two weeks to prepare for the Jags, and the Jags were taking on the Tennessee Titans the following week. I, I don't think they, they took that game seriously. Um, I, I just, meanwhile, you look at the schedule for the Eagles, and, and it's been a lot more difficult. Um, I just, I, I don't, there, there's not one game on here that the 49ers have won outside of the Jags, okay, that I feel like, oh, wow. Yeah, and it's week in and week out with the Eagles, right? Pretty much. 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is not this. They're used to playing in big games with this team this year and coming through uh, and finding ways to win. Uh, by the way, around the league, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Make sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey today uh, for all the action. And remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. One more thing, I just want to I, I want to share in regard to this 49ers Eagles. The field integrity today, let's keep in mind, as Mike pointed out, 92, 93 plays uh, that the Eagles defense was out there on the field against the Buffalo Bills. The weather conditions then were horrible, okay? Uh, And the weather conditions haven't been great all week. And so, and they're on that hybrid grass master. So I just, and and Imani, you can attest to this better than anyone. I think it's going to slow down the speed that the 49ers are coming in with. Um, I, I don't look at the 49ers as a, as, a, as a speedy team like I look at like the same way I look at the Miami Dolphins. I look at the 49ers as a very physical team with a dominant line that has a quarterback that's very efficient, that has a tight end and, uh, and McCaffrey that are in Ayuk are all very dynamic players in and of themselves. But neither of those, not, not one of those players do I look at as somebody's speedy. Um, and also, I just feel like the Eagles are as as great as their record is ten and one. They still are underestimated. I mean, nobody's not, people are talking about AJ Brown, but not really, you know. And and I think people aren't. And Jalen Hurts isn't having the season that people would expect to of him have with ten interceptions and only eighteen touchdowns. But still, he is playing. Uh, he, he obviously he's gritting through some some issues with his with his leg and his body, but I just like his mentality. Like he doesn't care how well he plays. He doesn't care how the team is ten and one. If they need to be better, uh, the best teams I've always been on never looked at the results. They always coached what they coached or 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 were happy with how well they executed. And that's a hard thing to do when there's so much flowers given to people for their records. This Eagles team is not biting the hook. They're not um, just happy with the fact that they have the best, uh, the best uh, record in the league. They are looking they're, – they're chasing greatness, and you can tell I- why every way they do things. By the way, I love A.J. Brown today. I've got him anytime touchdown, also over receiving yards. He's got seven touchdowns this season, five in his last five games. Uh, 48% uh, he's uh, targeted in the end zone, and 49ers are allowing 10 receptions per game to opposing wideouts where he plays 75% of the time. And really quick, the last five games for the Philadelphia Eagles, Dolphins, Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, all wins. Just throwing it out there. I've got one more for you this is really interesting mike feel free to use this shanahan one in 31 when trailing by three or more points entering into the fourth quarter arguably the best offensive coordinator genius minded coach in the nfl one in 31 straight up when trailing the atlanta falcons would say the same thing (laughs) or more (laughs) <laughs> Trust me. Uh, ho- hopefully hopefully the Patriots was... send him a, a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, 800-919-3. I was going to say, I was gonna say when he forget, was the I'll never forget that. Defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl when they were up 28-3 mm-hmm. to three and he kept throwing yep. the ball. <laughs> He's not getting any free. Then, 
Free, and then he got uh, a head coaching job after that. And then he got that? a head coaching job after that. Yeah, only a Shanahan would get that. Unbelievable. 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. We got Rich Shamini joining us. We'll do a deep dive into what's going on with your Jets right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, Poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Time now for the Rich Samini Report, brought to you by London Jewelers. Rich, good morning, good morning. Always great to have you on New York Game Day. How you doing? Great, thanks. Always good to be here. Uh, first things first, um, before we start talking about this matchup, uh, I, I do want to ask you about Aaron Rodgers. You know, I don't quite understand, you know, again, the, the Brainiacs up in Bristol, the FPI, give this uh, Jets team only a one percent chance of making it into the postseason i do believe that there's more risk than reward here for him to come back and and actually play in the nfl this season Uh, your thoughts on on where this stands right now him practicing this week and realistically do you think we'll see him suit up again this season no i don't think he'll play this year i think it's been a long shot all along i i pretty much have said that all along uh, now, we sat down with Rodgers on Thursday in a room. It was just the beat writers and Rodgers. So we had a, finally a chance to ask him for the first time since the injury some, some key questions. And I think, you know, the takeaways were this. Um, you know, yes, he confirmed that December 24th has been the game circled on his calendar, the Washington game. 
two, he said uh, he's going to really ramp up his practice next week uh, just to see if he can get himself ready to play. He said right now he's not close to being ready to play. And number three, and maybe I buried the lead here, but it's an important one, uh, he said it doesn't make a ton of sense to play if the team is eliminated. And as you mentioned, Anita, they got about a 1% chance of making the playoffs. I don't think they'd be eliminated if they lost today, but you know it would be essentially a fait accompli if they do. So ultimately, I think this decision is going to be made for him. He acknowledged that even if he did come back to play, he wouldn't be 100%, but he's willing to do that if the team is still playing meaningful games, and I think we all realize that the team won't be playing meaningful games for, for much longer. Rich, I, and I think one of the big reasons why is, you know, the disappointing Jet defense. And um, can you address that? You know, they've really struggled stopping the run, and which is a big surprise. And it looks like today, you know, we're going to see a whole bunch of B. John Robinson. Yeah, the defense uh, has been a disappointment, Mike, especially the last couple of weeks. They got blown out by division rivals. So that, that doesn't get much worse than that. Um, they are 31st in the league in run defense. I think that stat is misleading. Uh, if you look at yards per carry, I think they're only giving up 4.1 per carry, which is, I think, uh, 11th or 12th in the league. So what's happening, and we see the script plays the same every week. Teams jump off to an early lead against the Jets. They know the Jets can't score by throwing the football, so teams just run the ball a lot on them. And I think that's why they're, they're ranked 31st. Teams just run it a lot on them if you look at the number of rushing attempts. All that being said, it's still not the defense we expected this year. They shouldn't be in the middle of the pack in any category. They should be top 10 because that's what they, you know, trumpeted themselves as coming into the year. And they're going to get a heavy dose of, uh, of Robinson. You mentioned it, Mike, that, you know, they're going to run the ball today, Atlanta. And I think a key guy they, they brought up yesterday from the practice squad, uh, Perrion Winfrey, the former Cleveland draft pick, has been on the Jet practice squad, defensive tackle. Bringing him up today, maybe to uh, to clog some of those rushing lanes. Hey, Rich, I said earlier on the show that uh, Zach Wilson will start, and I want to correct myself. That's Tim Boyle starting. Uh, but regardless, the the uh, the mission of the quarter of the Jets quarterback today has to be to prevent turnovers because we know that it's going to be a run heavy game with the weather the way it is. Um, how uh, how do you see? Um, this quarterback between two struggling quarterbacks. You know, you got Tim Boyle and you got Desmond Ritter, two both struggling. Uh, who do you think is going to come out on top of this? Well, when you talk about turnovers, I think if the Jets try a Hail Mary today, I think everyone's going to be playing a lot closer attention uh, given what, what happened the last time. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a sexy uh, quarterback matchup, Amani. Uh, you know, Boyle, um, you know, talking to him this week, the one thing – I mean, look, he didn't have a good game against Miami. We all know that. But I think the one thing he's hoping can be a little bit of a springboard is that he did complete some passes in the fourth quarter against Miami. I think he was 19-26 to 26 or something like that. Now, granted, Miami had pretty much pulled back their coverage and was, was conceding a lot of short passes. But for Boyle, in his situation, he needs something to grab onto. And that's going to be what he tries to grab onto. I think the Jets, like the Falcons, will try to run the ball today. I mean, the coach essentially called out Brees Hall last week. Uh, Hall's been in a six-game slump. Yes, he has. And, uh, yeah, he just hasn't been producing. I don't think it's all his fault. The offensive line has been has been a mess. 
So uh, maybe Salah put a little too much on Brees Hall, but, uh, you know, Paul definitely could be doing better. So it'll be curious to see how he responds today. Again, Rich Samini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Um, you know, Rich, in, in looking at this, the remainder of the schedule, right, um, you know, any thoughts in regard to the future of this organization, whether it's Joe D, Robert Sala, hypothetically, if they lose out, okay, and, and just for folks that are listening out there, you don't have the schedule in front of you, Falcons, Texans, CJ Stroud's playing extremely well, Dolphins, um, looking to try to win that AFC number one seed. The Commanders at the Browns at the Patriots could be Bill Belichick's last game. You know he'd want nothing more uh, than to really shove it to the to the New York Jets. If they lose outright, any concern for Robert Sala and his job for next season? Uh, yeah, I mean if they if they finish with four wins, you know, and go four and thirteen, absolutely. I mean that that would be a dire dire situation. I mean. Granted, they are, they've had a, inordinate a number of injuries on offense, especially on the line. They're down to their third string quarterback, but I mean, they should be able to win two or three more games. I mean, if they don't win two or three more games out of that schedule you mentioned, then something is really wrong. Uh, right now, as we sit here now talking, I would say all those Douglas, Sala, Hackett, I, I think their jobs are safe right now, simply a lot, a lot of it because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, when we spoke to Aaron in that room the other day, he was asked about uh, his future being tied to those, the future of those uh, decision makers, and yeah, he was a little reluctant to answer the question because obviously, you know, he's not the owner, but he does wield a considerable amount of influence in that organization. I think we'd all agree on that. And you know, he says he really likes those guys and he thinks they have a good structure in place. So I think that will weigh heavily in, in Salah and Douglas's favor. You know, when the when the day of reckoning comes and Woody Johnson has to make a decision. You know what's interesting to me about that is when you look at Aaron Rodgers, the GM, how bad it's been. You know, when you look at the guarantees that they gave Lazard, what was it, $22 million, Randall Cobb, Billy Turner, and obviously Nathaniel Hackett. Like, I think there's going to have to be a fine line there between um, the influence he has because, let's face it, everything he has suggested has not worked out. No, I mean, he's his GM – days didn't go well <laughs> obviously Lazard being the biggest one uh 44 million 22 million guaranteed he's going to play today he was a healthy scratch last week which was eye-opening and uh look I understand what the Jets were trying to do Mike I mean they're bringing in this this franchise quarterback at age 40 and much like the Bucks did with Tom Brady they wanted to make the transition as easy as possible for him in terms of learning not having to learn a new offense and and putting some familiar faces around him to ease the transition and that's what they did now they did they did spend too much for alan lazard i mean 22 million guarantee which by the way was the biggest guarantee for any wide receiver in free agency last offseason uh for a guy who who's really never had more than 800 yards in a season was just an was an overpay by joe douglas so i get what they were trying to do uh i can appreciate that we're trying to put the guy in in, war, in comfortable surroundings with some of his guys but in doing so, they they just uh, they spent too much. Oh, absolutely, and also with Dalvin Cook, I mean that's another guy that was heavily influenced to signing with the Jets because of Aaron Rodgers. That's another guy that you're like, wow, he, you know, the the Minnesota Vikings knew something about him by letting him go 
that uh, maybe the rest of the league didn't really realize how Dalvin Cook was you know, his injury issues, and he's he hadn't come back the same. Yeah, interesting that you mentioned that, Amadi. I wrote that this morning in my uh, in my notes column on ESPN.com. Yeah, I, read it. I talked to Dalvin the other. Yeah, I talked to Dalvin, <laughs> and uh, thank you, thank you. Someone read it at least. Um, you know, uh, I asked him about that. I said, "Do you regret signing here?" Because obviously, it hasn't worked out. And he goes, "No, not at all. You know, the chance to be around Aaron Rodgers and play with Aaron Rodgers was like I'm still happy with that decision." Now he's extremely frustrated. I mean, it was uh, he had one carry against Miami. He was just, you know, I asked him, "Do you want to be released?" He said, "No." You know, so basically he's going to ride it out for the last few weeks. He's immensely frustrated. I said, "Would you ever think of going to the coaches to lobby for some more carries?" And he said, "Look, turn on the tape." Based on what I've done in the league, I shouldn't have to beg for carries. Mm. So he's being kind of like kind of stubborn there. But there's some really interesting comments that he made, and uh, I think they should use him a little bit more. I mean, you know, granted, he has. When I said to Dalvin, I said, "Well, you looked a little better the last couple of weeks," and he goes, "How can you tell?" He goes, "I hardly get the ball." <laughs> yeah. But he, he in his last seven carries, he's had 40, uh, 41 yards, so he's averaging about six yards a carry. He's he has looked a little quicker. Yeah than he did early in the year. So so maybe he gets a few more carries today. I don't know. He should because Mike, Brees you, Hall isn't. I'm sorry, because Brees Hall, you know, he's having this slump. This is a great time to kind of supplement him with another younger, fresher back to just get everything going. Not younger, but just a fresher back uh, in Dalvin Cook. But, you know, I, I'm not playing. I'm not uh, divvying out playing time for the Jets. Mike, you have a, you yeah, have a last question Dalvin before we let, we let Rich go. Yeah, I, I do actually. You know, one of the things working in a front office, like you're always compared to the moves you make and sometimes the ones you don't, like most notably this year, Carolina's going to have not only Bryce Young, you know, and his performance, but juxtaposed against C.J. Stroud and what he's doing. And to that end, Rich, curious to get your thoughts. Like, what happens if Joe Flacco goes out and plays well today for Cleveland? You think there's going to be any, you know, thing made of that like there was a guy that the Jets could have signed earlier in the season instead of playing with Tim Boyle or Zach Wilson yeah Mike I mean for sure I mean if he goes out and lights it up today uh, you know there's going to be I'm sure some conversation on social media how the Jets missed that opportunity based on what I know I don't think they ever really had an interest in bringing Joe Flacco back um, you know maybe with Rodgers being there they just didn't think uh, it would have been interesting I mean has a team ever had two Super Bowl MVPs on the, on the same depth chart at quarterback. I, I don't know if that's ever happened, but it would have been interesting. So I don't think the Jets saw that as a good fit, but I'm sure um, just like fans were ripping the Jets for not trading for Josh Dobbs, like I think we've seen Josh Dobbs fall back to earth pretty quickly the last couple of weeks. So uh, the Jets passed on Flacco. Obviously they miscalculated with Zach Wilson. It probably compromised their entire season, and that's something that Joe Douglas is going to, have to live with. He is Rich Samini. Rich Samini Report brought to you by engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at londonjewelers.com. Rich, before we let you go, uh, score of uh, of the game, how do you think this is all going to play out today? What's your expectation? Yeah, I mean, I picked uh, I picked the Falcons 20-13. to 13. I just have a hard time in believing in anything the Jets are doing offensively. I mean, they've got 10 touchdowns in 11 games. If they, go, if they only score one touchdown today or no touchdowns, they'll be the first team since the uh, 2011 Rams 
to go uh, this long, this many games. I think it'll be eight games in a row with uh, less than two touchdowns, which is kind of mind-boggling. So, obviously, the Falcons are not a formidable opponent, but I just think the Jets are in such a bad way right now that I'm going to take the Falcons in a very low-scoring, very ugly football game on an ugly day in New Jersey. Rich, thank you so much. Stay dry out there. Always appreciate your time, my friend. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Take care. You got it. A reminder, uh, Flight Deck, that is Rich Samini's podcast. Make sure you, uh, you download it, listen to it. However, you digest your podcast. By the way, the Jets are 18-1. and 18-1 and one to make the playoffs right now. Uh, they haven't made the playoffs in 12 seasons. The longest drought in the NFL. The longest active playoff drought, believe it or not, with four major sports. 12 years for the Jets and 12 years for the Sabres. Just FYI. Quick break. We come back. We'll kick off our final hour. We'll start with my locks of the week. Gentlemen, of course, you know, I text you as soon as I win all three. I never text you if I lose all three. Three and oh last week. So 23 and 14 on the season, which gives us a 62% win rate. Hey, now, what do I have for week 13? Stay tuned right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is New York Game Day, presented by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Slowman's low prices, zero sacrifices. For 100 years, Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today.